Bringing sustainability to life is the topic of this episode of Future Feed Talks. I'm Zana van Dijk, an editor at Masset International Media, and this series is in cooperation with DSM Feminine Animal Nutrition and Health. In this episode, I will be talking with Carlos Saviani, Global Sustainability Lead for Precision Services at DSM Feminich. So welcome, Carlos. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Um, I would like to ask you a few questions. So in terms of sustainable farming, what is the blanket approach or how can swine farms, poultry farms, cattle farms progress in sustainability? No, very good questions, Ara. The, the first uh, thing that comes to mind is measurement, right? You have to measure where you are. You don't manage and you cannot understand where you are if you don't measure uh, your uh, environmental footprints. And measuring the environmental footprints is the way to understand where you are, where you sit in terms of sustainability. So footprints like the greenhouse gas emissions, water uh, consumption, the land use, uh, nitrogen, phosphorus emissions. So there are a series of metrics you can, you can uh, use to measure your environmental impacts. And by measuring them, then you're going to be able to understand where you are, right? If you are good, if you are bad. If you have areas to improve, if you have areas where you're already doing good and you just have to keep where, where you are, it's just uh, measuring animal productivity, right? We already do that. We're already measuring profitability. Now it's the time to start measuring as well the environmental impacts, so the impacts we have on the planet. And by starting that way, then we can really understand how sustainable we truly are instead of uh, getting a perspective from others, right? Because if you don't measure, you cannot talk about it. Consumers, your customers don't know where you are in sustainability. So they ended up accepting what others are uh, telling them about the environmental impacts of, of animal proteins, right? And, and those other ones are not always friends of the, the industry. <laughs> right, it's important to have all the facts so we can progress in the sector. Uh, I would like to talk about precision services. Why is this important and what is there to offer? So when it comes to sustainability and when it comes to measurement, right? Measuring the environmental footprints, it's important that you are precising what you are measuring, right? That you are not taking averages, they're not, not taking, you know, secondary data, that you are measuring uh, your own data as much as possible, using our own data to measure your uh, environmental footprints. And that's where precision uh, comes in, in pl into play and uh, we are focusing a lot in developing uh, services that are focused on really measuring your own data as a farmer or as a supply chain so we can come up with your own and, and unique environmental footprint but also giving you the depth that you need uh, and the granularity that you need to understand from where the footprints are coming from so you can start it, start uh, acting upon that. So and making those start, changes. Right. Start making changes and start making improvements. So yes, so that's so you would say that is where you would start if you uh, tried to make changes? Is that in terms of measuring data? That's the starting point? Exactly. You need the data so you can calculate your environmental footprints, which is the science-based approach for you to understand your environmental uh, sustainability impacts. So you need the data from the feed, you need the data from animal production, you need the data from the way you treat the manure, you need the data from your use of electricity and diesel. Uh, so all the inputs, the main inputs that go into producing animal proteins, 
And when we run those uh, calculations using real data, we can truly understand uh, from where the footprints are and, and how big they are. And normally we find that between 60 and 90% of the footprints from all the animal proteins, it doesn't matter if it's milk or, or beef or if it is uh, chicken or pork, most of the footprints are coming from the, the feed and from the animals themselves, right? Uh, and we're talking about between 60 and 90% of the, of the footprints. And that's uh, true on the carbon footprint, on the nitrogen footprint, phosphorus footprint, also on the water footprint. So there's a, a big portion coming from the feed and that needs addressing. And there's a, another big portion coming from the, the, the animals and the waste they, they are Produce. generating. Right. They are producing it. So when farmers are starting out in terms of easy steps that they can take to make a change, you would say start with uh, look at the feed, what the animal is eating, ingredients. Is that correct? And also the productivity. So how efficient you are in terms of transforming the feed and all the other inputs into, into meat or, or milk. And so all so of them should be factored in. And that's what we have been focusing on. We we develop, you know, a service called Sustel that is exactly doing that, taking real data from, from farms and from the feed formulation and translating that data using the, the, the most accepted methodologies and a state-of-the-art process, including algorithms and a lot of modeling. Uh, we calculate from the feed and farm data the environmental footprints. So making the, as we, we, we say, making the invisible visible. So, because for instance, you take the greenhouse gas emissions uh, footprint, it's not something that you can measure it directly there. There are machines that can measure, you know, the emissions of methane, carbon dioxide, but they're very uh, complex to operate. They're very expensive. They are used normally in scientific, academic settings, research settings. But for a commercial farmer to do that, it's almost impossible. So uh, IPCC, together with several other bodies from FAO, uh, from the UPFCR, there's a series of uh, methodologies out there that when they are brought together, allows you to take data from the feed and the farm and calculate those environmental footprints since you don't have the, the, the data from the emissions itself, right? And, and that's the, the beauty of, of, a, of a service like this is the fact that we can get data that the farmers have, right? The feed formulation, the productivity data, the data from the inputs that go into producing the animals or, or the milk. And using this uh, robust solution, we transform all of that into the environmental footprints. Great. So there's a lot to, <laughs> to look at in terms of sustainability. The attention has, there's a big focus towards sustainability over the years. Um, how has that been in terms of, uh, how, it's, how has it changed over the years, in your opinion? Yeah, it's a very interesting question. And first of all, we need to, to say what sustainability is, right? Sustainability is, uh, in our view, is the triple bottom line approach. So it's the uh, social responsibility together with economic viability and the environmental uh, uh, safety, right? So uh, you have at the same time, you have to produce, you know, food in a way that is, you know, responsible, responsible to your people but also profitable and also protecting the planet, right? So we started long, long time ago looking first at, at the economics, right? The, the, the P of profit 
and and we develop measurements, we develop you know technology, right? We develop systems to measure profitability, and that's something that you cannot even consider being in business if you are not doing that, right? So there are accountants, there are economists, there are you know ERP systems, and there the whole the whole world, right, was developed around measuring profitability. And then you have the social aspect that came later, right? So then the companies start to measure, you know, safety, the start to measure the the happiness of the employees, right? Start to, to develop indexes, you know, and how they they would be able to keep, you know, uh, people happy, right? By then that's the, the main focus. And the environmental one is the last frontier, right? The, the third P, the P for the planet, uh, is the last one that we, we are, uh, uh, considering and and taking taking care of. So likewise, we are developing the metrics, we are developing the systems, we're developing the specialists that are going to be able to tackle this third frontier. And we are still in that process. So it's still under formation. And, and I think the SM is a leading company in, in doing that because we start 20 years ago ourselves. And, and that's the last piece that we're seeing now being developed and being uh, embraced by companies, by farmers, by producers. And, and it has, obviously, it has not been easy. And there's a lot of new things that we have to learn. There are a lot of new things that we have to develop. But it's no different than what took us, you know, 100, 100 years ago to develop, you know, on the financial side and also on the social uh, aspects. And I think we're going to get there. You know, in fact, we are advancing very fast and, and probably 15, 20 years uh, from now, our kids are even going to ask ourselves how you, how you, you possibly could produce food without measuring <laughs> environmental footprints. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to become something really natural and standard to, to do. So there are lots of changes and developments. In your view, what is next on the horizon? How do you see the coming years? If you look at different, uh, at different angles, you know, animal, production, if you look from the regulatory, but also from the investor angle and the consumer angle, everything is driving us into the same direction. People are concerned about the environmental footprints of animal production. That is true. Right. And there's a reason behind that. We should not, you know, uh, avoid that. In fact, what is coming is that they're going to start to demand our sector to exactly measure and demonstrate the environmental impacts that we have on the planet when we are producing food which from animal proteins. creates more transparency, which is what they need. Exactly, creates more transparency and also it's a way for us, the industry, to demonstrate that we can do the right things, that we, if we do the right things, we can have a, a lower environmental footprint. So we don't need to shift consumption you know, from animal proteins to vegetables 100% because there is a way for us to become more sustainable. And we have to demonstrate that, measure that, and show that it can be done. So that's where things are going. Investors are demanding that. Regulators are demanding that. There's the new Green Deal coming up in Europe, for instance. That's an example of where things are going. But it's not only in Europe. We have, for instance, a very large customer in Thailand that is getting incentivized by the government to measure and reduce the environmental footprints. And we are working then doing that. And that's in Thailand. Uh, yeah, so. And we see similar things happening in Costa Rica, happening in Brazil, in the US, uh, regulations, but also uh, uh, 
programs, you know, driven by the private sector, like the EcoScores, for instance, right? The certification of products based on the on the on their environmental footprints, or labels based on the environmental footprints, and this is also uh, also gaining a lot of traction. So that's where things are going. You are going to have to measure environmental footprints. We're going to have to be transparent about that, and we're going to have to work towards improving that, just like we do on the economic side, just like we do on the productivity side. Now we're going to have to work also on the environmental side. The good news, though, just to finish, is that in 90% of the cases, productivity, the profitability, and the environmental footprints, they, they go together. So when you are improving one, you are also bringing benefits to the other. And that's, I think, the very good news for us in the right. animal protein sector. So across the board and globally. Across the, yeah, yeah, across the, all the animal proteins and globally, for sure. So thank you, Carlos, for your insights today. It's lovely to have you. Thank you for listening to Future Feed Talks. Don't miss the next episode and subscribe to this channel. We are also available on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. If you want to check out the video as well, Click on the link in the description.